we need to be here for ourselves first because it's hard to expect other people to be here for us. It's hard to expect other people to treat us well when we are not doing that for self. Hi, welcome back to Soul Speak. I'm Meg Michelson. Thank you so much for being here on Wednesdays or whatever day or time you happen to tune in. It means a lot to me that there are so many people that care to become healthier in whatever way and for whatever reason. And it means a lot to me personally that you are valuing what I share. So thank you very much for being here. In today's episode, I want to talk a bit about healthy expectations in a relationship. Sometimes we're unaware of what our expectations are of ourselves, but certainly of what we're expecting from somebody else because we get caught in the entanglement in our mind. I could go on and on about expectations today. However, I'm going to limit it to five. So what are five healthy expectations of yourself and another in a relationship? And remember, relationship is a broad category. There's relationships with your boss, with your partner, with your kids, with those you work with, with your neighbor. So what are some healthy expectations of you and another? My expectations from another in line with what I expect from myself. This really is a biggie. How kind am I to myself? When I want someone to be kind to me, am I treating myself that way? Am I treating myself with kindness? Am I telling myself I'm really stupid? But if my partner tells me I'm stupid, I might get mad. So really, let's focus on what are my expectations and they are they really in line with how I treat me? We need to be here for ourselves first because it's hard to expect other people to be here for us. It's hard to expect other people to treat us well when we are not doing that for self. How can someone meet our emotional needs if we're not first meeting our own? Am I asking or hoping someone to fill my cup, but I'm not filling it up on my own? I will feel empty until someone else gives me what I am not giving myself. We are so often not even aware that we're doing that. You know, sometimes we feel lonely or alone. It's natural for once in a while for us to feel that way, yet not that's not a normal feeling or that's not a healthy long-term feeling is a better way for me to say that. And we're never truly alone. And our needs can always be met. We have a connection beyond earth. And if that's the case, if you believe that, then we need to first rely on that connection. Our connection to our higher self and our higher power, the universe, however you feel you call your higher power, that was our connection before our time on earth. And that will always be the strongest connection if we choose to live as a soul living, having an earthly experience. When we're feeling blue or lonely, go there first. When I have been here, and of course I have in those spaces of lonely, sometimes I've tried to call people to connect with, and sometimes no one's available. They don't answer their phone. If no one's available to talk with, perhaps that's a signal from the universe for you to go within and connect with you in a healthy way for a little bit. And of course, connect with your higher self. Not to ignore or get busy or find an unhealthy distraction, but to go within and connect with the soul part of you. Connect with that beautiful inner part of you that has all your greatness right there. 
So think about that. Whatever we are expecting from another, first, can we meet that need ourselves? First, are we? First, are we meeting that need ourselves in how we speak to others, in how we react to others, in the actions to take towards others? How are we doing with ourselves in that? Another healthy expectation is listening. Listening to ourself. And then, of course, listening to others. Many of people I work with struggle with being heard. That's a common theme. They feel their voice doesn't matter. Their boss, their friends, their partners, their kids, they don't hear them. We might all feel that way at times, certainly, that we're not heard. Again, we don't want that to be the norm within. And there's always ways to shift that. We cannot expect others to hear us, however, if we're not even listening to ourselves first. Listening to the stories we tell ourselves. We tell ourselves a whole lot of stories. One of my clients does not feel heard by her husband or her kids. She feels so exhausted so often. She wants a craft room in her home. She's a stay-at-home mom and she has the space. She keeps waiting for her husband to say yes and help her. Yep, let's get that going. Yep, let's do that. I wonder, does she hear how she speaks to them? Does she hear how she's speaking to herself? When we start saying the same thing over and over, he's not giving it to me. Why can't you give that to me? We're not even being heard by herself. What if instead she started a plan, wrote something down on paper, gathered some of the supplies she needed, make a plan, take an action step instead of regurgitating that same sentence, whatever that sentence is, now we are creating forward movement. So then you go to whoever you're expecting to help you with a plan, but not come with an empty bowl and expect them to fill it for us. So first, what's my plan? What action steps can I take? What can I be part of the creation of? And then have the conversation that was now more concrete. Because why? Because now she spent time listening to herself and her own needs, what she really wanted. And then it's easier for someone else to hear us. Because we are moving beyond that same inner conversation and that same repeated thought, repeated sentence. Listen to self and act accordingly. And then, of course, what about listening to others? How often do we interrupt their sentence in our heads with our own thoughts? Honestly, how often do we really listen to our thoughts? Just take a minute and think about what you said over the past five minutes to yourself. My thoughts this morning were a little crazy because I've got a lot going on. I had to stop and think, wow, I'm going all over the place today. Think about your thoughts for the past hour, for the past day, for the past week. It's amazing when we start listening to ourselves, what we catch ourselves saying. Sometimes those thoughts are so crazy and they're so far-fetched and they go into the pith of despair. When we start listening to ourselves, truly listening and then taking different actions or changing those thoughts, we change, we grow for the better. Then we can better practice what we want from those we care about. But it all starts with what is going on in my head? What is going on in my head? 
Number three, honesty. I'm going to jump back a minute because the stories we tell ourselves, the stuff that goes on our mind, which I just said in number two, that carries over to honesty. We can be so dishonest with ourselves in so many ways, and it happens really subconsciously, and it happens in a trail of thoughts that all of a sudden we're down on the other end. We're like, wait a minute. Sometimes we expect unhealthy people to be healthy. As we grow and become healthier communicators, we're oftentimes dealing with the same people, but we're expecting them to change because we're changing. A woman I know, I worked with her for a few years, has had a rough time with her sister. They were raised with plenty of dysfunction. And she so wants her sister to be her dear friend, but her sister's dealing with a lot of mental health issues. Are we being honest with ourselves that it's realistic to expect someone from a dysfunctional background that hasn't dealt with their emotional health yet to be healthy with us? Who are we choosing? How long did it take us to become healthier communicators? Well, when we're still running dishonesty in our head, which we do sometimes, that means we still have more work to do. And the more we work on that, the healthier the people that we bring in will be. So if I want a person that loves sharing, because I'm a sharer, an emotional sharer, I want my friends, I want my partners to be those that also are willing to share. But if someone comes into my life and I have to push them to become a sharer, then I'm going to feel frustrated. And I'm also not being honest with myself. Am I seeing them as something they may never want to be and I'm just trying to change them? Maybe they'll change, maybe they won't. Just like her with her sister. She wants her sister to be something that she wants from her. Why can't they just change, darn it? Why can't that person just change? Why can't they get it? I had a client earlier this week, and she has been bringing in men that are not available. First a married man, then a man that worked all the time, then a man that lived far away, then a man that lived closer, but still a distance, far enough that he can't see her regularly. And she's getting so frustrated because nothing is becoming close as far as her emotional needs are not being met. This pattern is going to continue until she understands that it must come from her. Honest, healthy communication with herself first. Seeing the red flags, not pretending they're not there. Be honest with ourselves, with other people. You know, we can spend so much time trying to change somebody instead of looking at them through the eyes of reality and saying, wait a minute, is this enough for me? When we're too emotionally available, we're putting our attention towards that person and how they are or are not giving to us. And will they change? Instead of focusing, wait a minute, are my needs being met? Let's be honest. Then we can let go of so much time, so much drama. When we start to meet our own needs and allow people to come in that will be a good match for us, friends, even work partners, even a new job. Once we start to understand that I have needs and I'm going to be honest about them, and I'm going to start to meet my own needs, the caliber of people we bring in also changes. It just does. And we hold ourselves into a higher regard and those around us. 
however, with honest, healthy expectations. And those around us start to shift because we have created a healthier connection to ourselves. Remember last week on the podcast with Crystal, she spoke about this. Her relationships at home and at work changed because she became more awake, because she became more honest with what her pattern was, her own inner language. The story she was telling herself shifted to more honest stories because she chose to wake up to the truth. And then she took the action steps she needed. That's how it works. But honesty is key. Another way to look at healthy expectations is through the eyes of patience, being patient with yourself and others. Being patient is a healthy expectation. That's why learning to bring in pause, I talk about pause points. It's so essential. You know, sometimes we're feeling so impatient. We don't want to wait. We just want to blurt. We just want to be the best friend to somebody. If you're in the dating world, you just want to tell that person everything. Or you want a best friend at work when it's not really appropriate. Pause a moment. Tell ourselves our age. Tell ourselves, for me, I'm 60 years old. So I'm going to act like a mature 60-year-old. How many years did it take me to become healthier? Not perfect, still working on it. But how many years did it take me? to become more self-aware. I can't expect those people around me, if they haven't done their work, to be where I'm at. So I want to be patient. This is a lifelong journey. We want to remind ourselves that it can take a long while to get where we want to be. Sometimes we go into child mode. Sometimes we behave like children. We want something now. Why can't you meet my needs now? We expect something now. We don't want to go through the hard work. I used to want to play the piano, but I really wanted to play like Beethoven without taking lessons. It's like a child, you know, of course, that never happened. And so I moved on from wanting to play the piano only because I didn't want to have to do all that work. So it wasn't something that was really important to me or I would have done all the work like growing healthy relationships. That's important to me. So I take time. And I commit to it. And I have patience with myself more than I ever have before because I don't do it perfect. But when we want something now and we expect to be all different because I've done some work, that's not fair to yourself. Have patience. Same with someone else. If you're changing a relationship pattern, have patience with the other person as they're changing the pattern too. We're all going to slip. But we can learn to communicate it in healthy ways. You know, we're here for a lifetime. And sometimes we want that manifestation to occur before we even made those long-term changes ourselves. We want those people around us to change as fast as we think we are, even when we're not. Or as fast as we are if we are. Or as fast as we want them to, because darn it, it's so much easier. Then I don't have to really change my life. Then I don't have to get new relationships or let go of people if they would just change. But patience, patience with those people, patience with yourself, and patience that the things that you want will manifest over 
time. I want it now. Don't we all? That is not how life works. And so when we are working to fulfill whatever our need is, it takes perseverance, it takes dedication, and it takes consistency. And above all, it takes patience. Number five, trust. Do I trust myself? And if I don't, why am I expecting to trust other people? It is a really healthy expectation to be able to trust ourselves. Because if we don't trust ourselves, we will not be able to trust another. Because the trust comes from our third chakra, our gut. That's when we know if things are off or not. Also can come from our throat, the fifth chakra. One of my clients was married for a long time and her spouse was never available to her when he would travel. He wouldn't give her his hotel information. He wouldn't give her his whereabouts. She started, that was before cell phones were really popular. She started to doubt herself and she also started to doubt the expectations she had in that relationship. Maybe she's asking too much of him. Because she wasn't trusting him, but wanted to keep things status quo, what did she do? She stopped trusting herself. She thought she was asking too much to know where her spouse was when he traveled, to be able to get a hold of him when he traveled. So what happens when we're putting that on someone else's lap? We stop trusting ourselves. Always go inward first. Always learn to connect with our physical body because our body will always tell us. A healthy relationship is built on trust. That means first I learn to trust myself. Because when we start to feel that someone is lying, which they might be, they might not be. We want to pause and go through our history. Is this pertinent to this time and place? Or is this wounding from my past? Does this person actually have a history of lying to me? Or do I have a history of lying to myself? Not for shame or blame. You know, we don't need to go there. Just to become more awake. Just to become more awake so then we learn to understand when the truth is being told. Now, that doesn't mean we want to look for things to go wrong. We don't want to have any relationship where we are looking for things. We are looking for someone to be lying to us, when we're looking for someone to exclude us. Now we're in the filter of having, uh, now we're in the filter of having an unhealthy connection to ourselves. But we can always ask spirit to lead us to the truth. And our bodies will always tell us why we'll get the feeling that physical feeling and we'll get that emotional nudge. Learning to work with that, learning to trust that, our bodies will always guide us to truth. Bodies don't lie. You'll feel it in your gut. You'll feel it in your throat. So just notice, and it doesn't mean we want to go fly off the handle and say, oh my gosh, a person's lying to me because I feel it in my throat or my gut. It's more learning first with yourself. You can even practice by telling yourself a lie. See where you feel it. Tell yourself the truth. See how that feels. You can actually practice learning how to read your body by telling yourself truths and lies as a practice. And then still go back to that patience piece. We learn this over time. 
And we're not always going to be 100% accurate until we learn how to be still and really focus on our inner world, but not changing others in our outer world. If you open up to the real story, over time, you will truly learn how to trust yourself. Not only are you now connected to spirit, to your higher soul self, you're also connected to your physical self. You're also working that beauty of paying attention. What's going on in my body? Why is this happening? And what does this mean in the emotional component of my life? Because now you're connected. And truly, the more you do that, the easier it'll be to have healthy expectations of yourself and absolutely have healthier expectations of others. We all want a healthy relationship with self. We do. And if we want a healthy relationship with others, it's that's where we're putting our focus. Turn around, pick up a mirror and look in it and smile. Wait a minute. What are my expectations of me? Do I want and am I willing to work towards a healthy relationship with myself? Every relationship grows from trial and error even the relationship with yourself. We want things a certain way. However, we are living from a different perspective, different history from those around us, perhaps. So we want to learn to go in. I am responsible for myself, only for myself. And once I get to that place where I have healthy expectations of myself, I know I can handle all of the chaos that has been created within me even in the life that I took part of the chaos in. Even if I don't know how this chaos all became the current situation, I know I can handle all that I've created. Why? Because I lovingly and honestly care for myself. I have learned to have healthy expectations of myself. Isn't that beautiful if that's what we choose to make a priority? I connect with my higher self, my higher power. And when we do that, we live with more ease. Again, remember, it doesn't mean that our external world is going to be all calm because it's still the external world. However, we will be more in line with loving self and creating healthier relationships and understanding, is this a healthy expectation or not? Each of us has wounding, regardless of our age. And we're all seeing through that lens. Take time to really get to know yourself. You will find that you're incredibly beautiful. You're incredibly powerful. And you are enough. And you'll also find that you're a pretty cool person to hang out with. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to connecting with you again next week. Hey, listeners. Thanks again for joining me. If you want to learn more about me, services I offer, who I am, please check out my website, megmichelson.com. Also there you can join my newsletter. I do a, the best job I can to send it out monthly, no guarantees. Follow me on Instagram and YouTube. Thanks again for coming. I'll see you next time.